Hi, and welcome back to Nomad Neek's Lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining me on this new episode. I apologize for the really horrible sounds of construction in the background. Um, It's quite loud. Uh, My new apartment is in a little bit of an older area, so they're kind of tearing it down and building a new modern area but there is constant construction from i think they started 6 30 or 7 in the morning until like 11 11 30 at night all the time every single day so i can't really do anything about that unfortunately um but i just wanted to do a really quick podcast kind of talking about my oh i'm so sorry for the construction kind of talking just about my first it hasn't even been a week in China my first four to five days in China I feel like I've already been here for so much longer than um I guess it's been four days five days um so I feel like so much has happened and um definitely some things went on that I I forgot you know, I forgot the ease of China and then the opposite, the complications of China. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to give you an insight into coming back to China and what it has been like in the middle of COVID. Um, I'm recording this November 1st. So I guess one of the big things that everyone was initially asking me when I um when i was leaving canada they were like do you still have your apartment in shenzhen from before what are you going to do how are you going to find a new apartment and finding apartments i know i've kind of talked about this before in another podcast uh is so so different in china than in the west so i arrived probably about noon when i got into the train station on wednesday and I went immediately to look at apartments. I met up with a friend. I stayed at her place for um, one night because I wanted to get an apartment. So the first thing I did, I had lunch and then we went apartment hunting. So I had already been in contact via WeChat with um, so many apartment agents, probably like 10 or 12 different ones. Um, But I found one in the area that I wanted to live in, which is not too far. It's a 10 minute walk to work, which is extremely nice. Uh, so I had been in contact with her and she had sent me via WeChat a couple different apartments and you can see in the mini programs, um, you can see the, the price and what amenities it includes and photos and the agent and you can really see like everything about the apartment through this like, uh, it's called a mini program. It's kind of similar to an app, but it's like an app within WeChat. So I had seen a couple that were in my price range. And I mean, this area is, even though it's an old community, a lot of the buildings are very run down, but it's really close. It's one metro stop away from, it's called Window of the World. So it's it's a really popular, one of the biggest um, metro stops. So I think that's why maybe this area is a little bit more expensive, even though this community and a lot of the surrounding buildings are older. But anyways, so she found one, a couple that were within my budget that what I wanted. And 
we just immediately went to go look at them. They were all they were all in the same area ish, probably about like a twenty minute walk between all of them. I think I saw four or five different ones. I actually ended up getting the first one that I saw. Um, now it is quite small. The price is fifty two hundred RMB. It was advertised for fifty five, but we bargained on the price. Uh, so that's about maybe. 1,100 Canadian dollars, maybe 1,200 Canadian dollars, something around there. So it is definitely expensive. It's not big at all. I think, I don't want to say the square meters because I actually have no idea. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, it is a new building, newer building, um, but it's definitely pricey. I think just more so because of the location. It's a studio apartment. I'm going to be doing a YouTube video of the apartment and just kind of my first week in China, but it has like a little hallway when you walk in and then there's a really tiny kitchen. I was actually just out shopping earlier for a dish rack and I don't know how I'm going to find one because there's, um, I don't even know, maybe like 10 centimeters of space to like put a dish rack. So there's really not a lot of space. And then I have a little tiny um, fridge, like a little almost like a little beer fridge definitely not a full-size fridge but that's fine because i don't buy a whole lot of groceries at once usually um and then the washer is there dryers in china are not a thing it's so hot most of the year um and then the kitchen just kind of comes right into the bedroom there's no couch it's just a bed actually there's no mattress even it's just a mattress topper which i was happy about because the mattresses are so hard in china it's great for your back but they are like a rock in China. Honestly, it's like sleeping on the ground. So it's just a mattress pad, which is nice. And then a window and some, a closet and some storage. And then I do have a TV, which is nice. And of course the aircon, you need that. It's November 1st, my aircon is on right now. Um, and then I have a little balcony, which is nice. I've never had a balcony in my previous two apartments. Um, China, the balconies, they always block them. So you you can't i don't know how to describe it but there's so the balcony itself where you would kind of be able to like put your arms over you can't do that there's wires so you can put your arms through the wires um usually it's wires or it'll be like metal bars um any type of balcony or anything will always have um wires metal bars ropes coming down just something so you don't have the free space i guess if you wanted to jump um, I guess I could just cut the ropes. <laughs> that would be the solution to that. But uh, yeah, and then there's just a little bathroom and a shower and I have a window in the shower, which is like kind of cool. But um, yeah, so it's, it's pretty small. And for the price, it is a lot. I think it's more so the location. I'm very concerned that I'm going to see some cockroaches at some point because I know I will. And I need to get some spray for that. It always just makes me not want to eat in my own apartment when I see the cockroaches. But anyways, so that's the apartment. And I had found it within um, probably three or four hours of coming to Shenzhen. And then I ended up, I guess the landlord was too busy. So I couldn't come back and sign with him. So they just sent me like a document. And I had to enter, you know, my bank details, my passport details and... I signed the document on WeChat. <laughs> Literally everything in China is done on WeChat. So that was really easy. And then the person who was previously living here 
was moving out the day I was moving in. So they didn't really have time to bring in a cleaner, I think, within an hour or less of when the previous tenant had moved out. I was moving back in or I was moving in. Um, I really just wanted to find a place ASAP and not have to crash at my friends and have my own space to unpack. I feel like I've, I have been living out of a suitcase since like the middle of January, um, for Chinese new year. And then in Canada, I'd actually had to get my stuff shipped back in July to Canada, but still, so it's nice to kind of have my own place and be able to unpack finally. So that was the ordeal of the apartment. Really, really convenient. China makes it really easy to move. Um, you can even like hire a car, of course, through a mini program on WeChat. And they will, you know, they'll pack up all your stuff and they'll move it for you. So yeah, WeChat is definitely life in China. So one thing actually that I found really interesting and I feel like, I mean... Nicole living back home I would like have my mind blown by this and I feel like a lot of other people back home would too and it's really a simple thing is phone plans and internet in China so unbelievably cheap I obviously need internet for my new apartment they said it came with it and then me translating with the agent just didn't really make sense so I went to my phone company and I said hey I need internet of course all through a translator and um my phone company who is are i think the biggest carriers in china um i was with china mobile they said we don't have coverage for internet in your area so i had to move my phone number and i couldn't change my phone number because everything is linked to all my health codes and everything um from coming back and doing quarantine and you know you you really need your phone number in china so i didn't want to change it um so i transferred it over to china unicom a different provider and they could give me internet in my area so i was asking the prices and how much it would be and all that stuff so it turned out to be 129 rmb which is um less than 30 dollars canadian probably like 20 dollars american um and so that was for one month for my phone plan and phone data it came with 30 gigabytes of internet and i was just like wow that is unheard of back home in Canada. And so then I was like, okay, that's a fine plan. I don't really need that much data, but um, what's your internet prices? And so she says, oh, we'll give you internet with this plan as a free gift. And I was just like, what? So I'm paying like less than $30 per month for my phone plan. And then I get free internet with it. And the internet speed's pretty good. So yeah, that was kind of crazy. And actually, because I had so much data, so before I had the internet set up, I was just hotspotting everything from my phone to my computer for internet because I had so much data, like 30 gigs, who's using that much? So anyways, that was kind of just a little thing that I was really surprised about, happily surprised about. <laughs> um, and so one other thing actually... I have been waiting for so long to get my hair done. Um, I usually get it permanently straightened and I hadn't had it permanently straightened in about a year. I got it done um, yesterday before we went out for Halloween and yeah, just, just throwing it in there. I really, really missed it. Um, it. It's a long process. I think it took about five hours. I do have pretty long hair, 
but um, it's a Russian girl who does it in her apartment, and it's a Brazilian product, so I had really been wanting that, and um, so I knew she had a dog. Her dog is super sweet. We're like halfway through the treatment. We're just waiting for something to, to like happen with my hair. And she goes, do you want to see my other pet? And I go, okay, what other pet? And so it turns out she has a tarantula. Apparently she has always really loved spiders. Um, so she just on top of her fridge has a tarantula. And I was like, where did you get this tarantula from? I don't think tarantulas in China are really a thing. At least I hope not. Um, so it turns out she bought it on Taobao, which is kind of like the Amazon of China. Literally has everything. Uh, so she bought it on Taobao for 50 RMB, which is about 10 Canadian dollars. So, and this was a female tarantula. So she was saying it was going to live for 14 years. And it was going to grow to be... I don't even know, maybe like five inches, like huge, maybe like four inches. She was going to grow to be this huge spider and because it was still a baby and even still it, it was pretty big. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Never seen a tarantula. She fed it. And so I got to see that. And um, yeah, the things that you see in China, I don't even know if having that back home would be illegal. I'm not really too sure. So, yeah, all of this has happened within the span of, like, four or five days, too, which is really crazy. Um, Pretty much just Wednesday to Saturday, because I didn't really do much today on Sunday, because I was out for Halloween last night. So, that was a lot of fun. It was really nice to see friends and just to really be back. Um, I know I've posted an Instagram post uh recently just talking about how nice it is to be back and i posted with that some photos that we took last night for halloween and so i had some people commenting being like but nobody is wearing a mask like there was we were at a pub crawl um and there was 450 people in the group on wechat to go and there was probably at least a hundred who actually showed up so the these bars they're not big bars they were packed um and yeah no nobody is wearing a mask so I had some people comment that on my Instagram being like why is no one wearing a mask I had photos you know with like me and a my group of friends like seven other people were all you know hugging each other were like close together in the photo and I mean it makes sense because the rest of the world is going through this crazy COVID crisis well I mean the whole world is going through this crazy COVID crisis, but um, I don't really know how much people realize how well it is under control in China. I mean, I think of my process and my journey that I had to even get back to China. Of course, it's going to be okay because there's so many protocols set up to make it safe in China. So I had to do my COVID test, had to be valid three days prior to my flight. Um, and this was still in Canada. And then I had to quarantine for two weeks. And during that time I did, well, I did um COVID test at the airport. And then I did on day seven, I did a COVID and a blood test in quarantine. And then I did another COVID and blood test on day 13. 
And then actually I came back to China and my school said I had to go do another COVID test. And I didn't really understand that because I'd already been out for three days. So I had already been in contact with people. Um, but yeah, so I went into that. So the protocols here are, they're definitely strict, but it's so necessary. And I just think if other countries implemented it the way that China has, and if people actually followed it, then yeah, I really like, I mean, there are still cases in China. There are, you know, small areas that kind of like break out with cases. And then I think in Qingdao, a few weeks back, there was an outbreak. I think it was just one or two maybe people were asymptomatic. And so China, I think within it was five or seven days, had tested 9 million people. Initially, I read 9 million and then I think I read 15 million. But within the week, you know, like within a week or less, they had tested the entire city. So yeah, it's really crazy. It's really really quite under control in China. The only time you have to wear a mask is if you're on the metro or if you're in a taxi. And I think like I was in a supermarket earlier and I think everyone was wearing a mask. I'm not sure if it's mandatory there or not, but on the streets, some people wear them, some people don't. Sometimes I wear them, sometimes I don't. I actually like to wear a mask on the street sometimes so people don't like stare as me, stare at me as a foreigner because I don't really think there's too many foreigners in this area. But yeah it's really so i just wanted to kind of address that because i know some people were commenting on my instagram post um and it is crazy that we we can go out and be around a hundred or more people and not have to wear a mask but china really has the protocols in place and the policies and i feel completely safe i mean since probably maybe June or July, all the people, all my friends who've been in Shenzhen throughout all of this have been going out and going to bars and seeing people and dating and, you know, just everything. And it's been life as normal and not wearing a mask since, I don't know when that was, maybe June or July. So it's it's not like it's a new thing in China. They really always had it under control. And I definitely feel safer here than I think I would in any other country right now. I don't have to wear a mask when teaching now either. You did at one point, but now that's changed. They just take your temperature every day when you go into school and they actually take it on your wrist. Um, but yeah, that's that's really it. I know at one point there were a lot of temperature checks kind of all over the city. Um, I think I've been through one on the sidewalk but that's just kind of like a passing one. They don't actually like hold a gun, hold a, a temperature gun to your wrist or your forehead or anything. Um, so yeah, I think the temperature checks have really calmed down. I just got here, so I'm not exactly too sure how it was before. But yeah, it really is life. Life is normal in China for the most part. So I'm very grateful to be back i know china policies have changed again as of november 1st to enter the country uh it's a bit more difficult now with covid testing which i cannot imagine because it was such a nightmare for me to go through so they're yeah they're definitely changing policies all the time for anyone chinese or foreigners to come back to china so um they're they're very conscientious about it which is awesome and then one other thing I thought was funny, I posted a story about it and I'll post it um, in my YouTube video coming up about my first week in China as well. 
So when we were at the first bar for this pub crawl on Halloween, um, it was just interesting to see. And I kind of forgot that this happens in China because I haven't been in China for like the last eight or nine months. So, you know, you kind of forget some things along with all of the Chinese that I've definitely lost. Um, but well, it was a huge group of foreigners, probably like 70 of us, most of us, no, all of us in some type of Halloween costume. And we're all at this bar and it's kind of like an indoor outdoor bar. So some are inside, a lot are on the street and outside. Um, it's kind of like this bar area in Shenzhen. And you just see, it was so funny. You see like a line of Chinese people all wearing masks, on the other side of the road which is like two meters away from us it's a small road but um and they're all just standing there taking pictures and videos of all the foreigners in their costumes halloween is not a super huge thing here i did see a couple kids in that area dressed up i don't know if they were trick-or-treating i don't know where they would trick-or-treat um but it's definitely not at all a thing halloween in china so it was just kind of funny to see all the chinese people lined up wearing the masks and just like standing there staring some of them were probably standing there for like 30 minutes just looking at us so yeah i thought that was kind of funny and it took me a second to be like right i'm in china like this happens because being you know in canada i I, i'm canadian so (laughs) Yeah, but all in all, that that was my first five days experience in Shenzhen. I feel like a lot has happened um, in the time that I've been here. Really, really happy that I have already found a place and unpacked. And I have, I think I picked up like 10 or 12 Taobao packages just today, just apartment things that I need. Um, so I'll be definitely getting a couple more of those getting a bit settled, but, um, it's really nice, really nice to be back. And yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this really quick and super random episode of Nomad Neek's Lifestyle. Um, definitely watch out for my YouTube video. I'll be just talking about my first week in China, showing some video clips. Um, I was in the supermarket earlier. So different from supermarkets back home. There's just megaphones blaring everywhere. So I had to take a video of that and just some other interesting things that I've seen since being back. So definitely follow me on YouTube, Nomad Neeks, Instagram, Nomad Neeks. Everything is Nomad Neeks. Thank you so much for listening and for joining me on this episode. And I hope to have another one out for you shortly. Have an awesome day.